Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of This is K-Pop. The first thing I want to say is I am sorry for my voice because uh, apparently I still haven't healed properly um, from my... What was it even? I don't know. Dream concert. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> NCT Dream Concert, but like, I don't know if I caught something uh, like there or afterwards, but it's been two weeks and it's still not 100%. Uh, okay, but... We have to deal with that today. We'll make do. Uh, and as you can already hear, I have a guest in, um, with me today. Hello. It's Mariam again. I'm back. <laughs> I'm here. You're not getting rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually, today's episode will be more um, led by Mariam because, um, yeah, she has a lot of topics that uh, she thought we can talk about in an episode. So you're the leader today. I'm you're the, the captain. Jesus. I'm taking over. You are taking over. Podcast takeover. <laughs> but the first thing I wanted to start off and say is go check out uh, Psyker's debut. Because, <laughs> wait, because, okay, you can think that I'm just saying that because I'm an 18E, but you're 18 as well. That's true. And... It's coming just from, from me because I just feel like this debut is amazing. I like the vibes of the song, of the whole album. Like, the whole album is amazing. So, um, and yeah, I just started getting more into them uh, also to get them know a little bit better personally, you know, like watching some shows with them. And uh, I don't know, they just seem pretty cute and very nice. So don't hate on them and don't compare them to 80s because they are their own brand they're its own band because i already heard people saying you know it's just a junior 80s group which is true like it is junior of the 80s because it's the same company and that's the only the second um, group of the of kq but just see them as a separate group of yeah. course they are in the same company they, of course they have the same producers for the music also Hong Jung helped with writing the songs and producing the songs but it's just its own band so yes yeah, just highly recommend to check them out because I really like the music and I think and the if content you, if you like 80s music you will like their music as well because yeah, of that's the same probably, producers yeah that's probably it and I mean Hong Jung worked on it so exactly yeah but just saying to not compare them or yeah. It's usually like this with small companies. So yeah. once they got a new group after their main group, it's just always this comparison. And, you know, we've seen it with TXT and BTS. Yeah, it's just that now I, yeah, I can obviously recognize that the music is more similar than, I guess, because of the same producers and uh, writers for songs. But, yeah. That's it. That was from my side. <laughs> she has spread her message. I have spread my message. Exactly. That was enough. Enough is enough. Yes. But yeah, a little sneak peek for the topics that we would like to talk about today. Yes. So we're going to mostly be talking about a lot of different smaller topics, I think. And they're all topics related to the K-pop industry as an industry rather than um specific groups or specific things going on like for the previous podcast episodes um where i've also been starting and some not uh, have been specific about like concert culture specific concerts specific groups uh third gen fourth gen of uh generation of k-pop music 
um, and what defines these generations, but also uh, specific shows that are part of the K-pop world, like Boys Planet, which the last two episodes were dedicated towards. Um, but this is kind of more of a zoom-out approach of the industry and maybe some things we have been noticing in the industry and, you know, just also maybe predictions for how things will go. So topics like the difference between uh, K-pop, uh, the K-pop industry and its target group from 10 years ago to now, how it has globalized, how the target group has changed, and also the difference between boy groups and girl groups, specifically the target group, so us as consumers, not necessarily the idols themselves, but also the idols in terms of like their age and debuting minors and how um, that has been like a, a controversial topic, especially for us as international fans, how we looked up upon that, what our perspective is and how that is maybe different to K-Nets, Korean netizens, <laughs> as, uh, as they call themselves, so like uh, the Korean general public target group for K-pop. Um, so why don't we just start with like the beginnings of yeah. like chronological order of like, I didn't really pick out a specific time frame, but definitely around second generation, I think. I'm 100% sure this was also first and second gen, um, but because I never really experienced the first gen, I don't really know a lot about that. So first gen would be like 90s, 2000s, whereas second generation would be like end of 2000s, 2010s. Just for reference sake, we'll just keep it around that time frame. But how the target group has changed for K-pop groups back then and how it is uh, how it is right now and how we kind of see that reflected in the K-pop groups and in just the industry. So... Maybe I'll just start out with a statement and maybe just see what you think about yeah, sure. that. Um, so one thing that I really noticed was that in the second generation, I'm just throwing a statement out there, girl group concepts used to be a lot more like revealing and a lot more sexy. And now that is a lot different. And um, it was kind of... Me and Maya were watching these videos of like these old iconic k-pop videos you know and then we kind of were like whoa okay this is i don't know k-pop girl groups don't really make concepts like these anymore of like very revealing dresses and like this revealing dances which there's nothing wrong with that at all that is not the point but just that is very different from uh the concepts that girl groups are doing now and i remember vaguely that the um that someone mentioned that the target group has changed because K-pop has become a more global thing and it has attracted a lot of like girl or women audience. So it would make sense for these K-pop entertainment companies to adjust to that and make their girl groups cater towards women because women are the majority of the target group rather than catering it towards men, which it used to be that way. Well, it used to be mostly catered towards the Korean audience, K-pop, like, especially in the 2000s. Like, there was no, why would, you know, people in the West listen to Korean music? Yeah, of course. It was their pop music. It's just like how Dutch people have their Dutch music, and, you know, it's kind of for their audience. So um, it would make sense that then girl groups used to be for the male audience, and then boy groups would be for the uh, women audience, or, like, kind of... 
Yeah, you know, so that, like just opposites. Yeah, like yeah. The opposite gender. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That would be kind of the general idea. Of course, you can pull up examples of where that was not true, how that was not ended up in practice not being that way. But like... But I feel like majority of people, like you said, it's may it was just like the majority of the audience. Yeah, for girl groups, it was men, uh, like in Korea, and then the other way around with boy groups. Exactly. So to see a change, especially in the middle of like third generation, it started towards the end of the second generation with Big Bang, and well, Shiny being super big and starting to branch out of Korea, not just towards the West, but also I'm assuming like Japan and China as well. And how that has attracted global fans. And then of course with BTS skyrocketing, how crazy popular they became and how that really uh, brought in like Western fans a lot. I think, and that's now, I don't know what you think about this, but maybe it's that um, BTS becoming so big and then being a boy group, attracted a lot of like armies Mm -hmm. and these armies were girls who were into boy bands who were into bts and not necessarily because they're boys or because they're attracted to it of course also because their music really preaches about well back then about like self-love and you know acceptance and maybe that kind of caused a domino effect of like there being a lot of armies meant maybe some people were like oh who's Stray Kids or like who is NCT you know and then definitely it just spread it spread and also towards like Blackpink and Twice and Red Velvet and that it kind of became that that was kind of the point where K-pop became really big in the West and that it became more of a girl or women thing and I'm not saying that it's just girls or women being the target group of K-pop that is not true at all but like the majority majority of course exactly teenage girls usually you would say well that's kind of the this uh stereotype yeah. about just boys but boy bands in general because yeah. you know uh backstreet boys and sing then you know one direction all those boy bands would usually attract like teenage girls and like yeah young adult yeah um which right now i feel like yeah as you as you explain the whole kind of timeline of the changes in the audience uh i feel like yeah in the beginning of third gen the end of the second gen it started getting more into this culture of yeah boy bands girl bands just being for uh, teenagers and young adults and then mostly women at this point and at, right now i feel like it's getting even um lower as in like younger and younger people actual children because yeah because i feel like it's just spread out so much right now all over the world that Mm -hmm. yeah that people are still in the boy bands uh culture and obviously like 12 13 years old get um interested in the industry and in the bands so yeah and it this all makes sense like it's all just a market that is growing and then the audience that is attracted by it just goes towards that it's just very interesting how the market has changed to adapt to that because the moment that the companies realize that majority of the fans of now let's bring it back to the old example uh girl groups are women then they're mostly gonna make sure that the girl groups that cater towards women for example especially red velvet has like majority of their target group is women whereas twice you could still say like has a majority of uh, men um mm-hmm. uh fan fans in korea especially but also with like groups like luna for example are just 100 percent like 
there were statistics done of like at least like 85% of Luna fans or like more were women. So knowing that, of course, it would be super dumb for these companies and also for the group themselves to like not acknowledge that and just kind of go against it because that's how the market works. And, you know, whatever makes the most money or like whatever for the idols, I'm assuming, gets them mostly connected to their fans. That's what they'll definitely cater towards. So, um, but the fact that the age of like fans for um, K-pop groups is also getting younger. I think it's also because of TikTok and Mm. how K-pop is now very like... It's like like very accessible. Yes, it's super accessible. Like, do you remember (laughs) back in your day, you had to really look on YouTube of like (laughs) this group performance, this and that, and like this specific, like, oh, what was the show called that was in Korean maybe? Oh my God, I was, I remember when I was getting into K-pop and obviously EXO was one of the bands that really like caught my attention. And I would have to, I had this whole website, just this one website where people would upload every, performance or like every show that you can watch with English subtitles because it was very off and also I started getting into K-pop when I was 15 so I actually wasn't that good at English yet so actually it really helped me with uh, practicing my English because there was almost no content in Polish obviously like in my native language Um, so that also helped me with English but yeah it was super niche and of course also also on twitter the fandom was still very small so you would follow like every xol in the, in your country because it was so small so obviously yeah it it can be really seen that now it's just more accessible it's everywhere but yeah just um it got into west and now it's a very global thing so exactly like imagine what you just described to me imagine seeing an 11 year old doing all that like that's impossible especially if it's an 11 year old who is not their native language is not english yeah that's true because by back then i my my english was also like you know i spoke it already but i always had to watch something that was not dutch but also when we were like 11 it was also still like internet was not that developed of course or like just um it wasn't that accessible like even if you have a had a phone i don't know well, I don't remember, maybe 11, you would have access to internet in your on your phone, but like... I was 13 when I had my first phone. Yeah, had internet on but it, so. you had internet, yeah. But still, of course, there's no... Like, you, we cannot compare what we have right now no. with the technology. To what 11-year-olds or 12-year-olds have now. It was like 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, of course, it makes sense. But also with the changing of the concept, as you said... Yeah, so like at first, the second, still like first, second gen girl groups, it would be very yeah, revealing, like more sexy concept. And then you could see how it shifted into like this more cute, ma- mature concept, but like very girl power kind yeah. of. So yeah, to get to be attractive towards, um, yeah, women, girls, yeah, exactly, uh, women audience, yeah, because a lot of like and. We have to keep in mind this. Uh, this is music and lyrics written by Koreans because Korea is kind of compared to the West is more conservative. So they have a lot more of like women roles and men roles. Yeah. Like I'm saying this very globally, like very like black and white. Like it is more conservative than the West. Nothing per se wrong with that because of course every country and every culture, part of the culture they have their own part of their traditions and who are we as the west to say you need to you know change like of course i am so against that but it is just a difference and um 
the things that a lot of girl groups preach for of like self-love and independence and not needing a boyfriend or not needing a man for example is i won't know 100 was kind of more unheard of 10 years ago 10 years ago the songs would be about off the top of my head like from miss a and like those groups their songs would be about being sexy and like being attracted to this boy that they have a crush on you know yeah. so like that would be the focus whereas now completely different completely different and like the girls have their own concept that the own things that they want to sing about like maybe it's self-love but maybe it's not even related to that at all maybe it's just something i don't know what is zim Zalabim about <laughs> <laughs> can someone tell me you know we would have to do like um analysis yeah of yeah like analysis lyrics, of analysis. lyrics yes <laughs> exactly what is that song about exactly like but that yeah you know of course there's also a lot of songs back then that was like okay what is this about like ring ding dong like <laughs> what is this what are you saying <laughs> but that, you know at the end of the day it would be a lot about like relationships right mm -hmm. yeah, so, yeah definitely so um i think that that shift is especially seen in girl groups whereas the boy groups i think it's still yeah. a lot towards like oh i have this girl that i like or like love yeah yeah but well there are of course it's a it's a shift and i feel like it also depends a lot on a group how much freedom do they have within the company about writing their own music and lyrics and do yeah make music that um, about what they want to yeah. express. I think that's a general trend also for both parties of like girl groups and boy groups that they have more of a thing of like, what do we want to sing about? What do we want to perform? What songs do we want to do? Uh, but yeah, there's not really a reason for boy groups to change a lot because their target group didn't change. Mm. It was for women. For women. And, and now true. it's still for women. For girls. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think the biggest thing that has changed is that groups like full up before both my Dutch came out. I'm sorry. For example, whoopsie. But like groups like uh, well, only one of. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. See, I think that a lot of concepts like that has come up of like maybe boy groups for boys. You know. Yeah. So for just a background information, if someone doesn't know, only one of has a very queer concept. So they have a story. Like, I'm not that, that deep into it, so I also cannot really explain like fully. But their concept is that each member, like they're in pairs. Um, and they have also these solo songs when they have music videos about them having a crush on each other. And it would just be very kind of out there, like not just them. You know, sometimes it's like queer baiting as in they would do something in the video that feels queer, but then no one would mention it or like they wouldn't talk about it. Whereas only one off is like really the concept that they just freely express and their message is that to love yourself and that yeah queer is fine and it's normal and yeah so that's a very revolutionary thing in yeah. k-pop of course uh so stan only off <laughs> they have good music but yeah it was just a background information because they're doing something very different exactly so in terms of like for boy groups i, I see differences like that um uh, but but i think for um some girl groups as well luna. i feel like luna yeah <laughs> i literally was just thinking of yeah, luna yeah it's also like very much target to girls but also like to girls so they can be attracted to them you yeah know? exactly like, like girl this, love yeah yeah in this uh, aspect as well it's so funny because i've seen so many clips of like um uh orbits so mm -hmm. like the luna fandom 
being in a fan call or being in a fan sign with like the Luna members and then being like, yes, me and my girlfriend got into Luna together. And then the members would be like, oh my God, that's so lovely. And also literally like Shuha from G-Idol, she was like, I don't know, she was on Insta Live and like some fan also joined her live and they went live together. And she was like, oh, is that your girlfriend? And then she saw that it was the boyfriend actually of the fan. She was like, oh, she was shocked that it was a man. (laughs) It was so funny. It's so funny that she assumed that it was it was a girl. A girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh it, my it, god. Girl. And then it was like, oh. And then she saw like a, I don't know. The the fan accidentally turned the camera, and then they saw this oh, hairy yeah. ass leg. It was like, oh, oh, it's a man. She literally went, oh, it's a man. Oh my god. No <laughs> I need to find the video. After oh, that's the podcast. amazing. But yeah. I remember from Shua, it was also this. Someone commented. I don't remember what was the comment. The, it was like, I'm uh, Shuha. I'm. Uh, Oh, I have a crush, this, I have a crush on, this on this girl. girl. Yeah. What do I do? But I am a girl. I have a crush on this girl. And then she would be like, just love. Yeah. Just love freely. Just love them. Matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, and G-Idol and both Luna. I think G-Idol is a lot about like female empowerment. Whereas yeah. Luna is really about like expression, self-expression and like loving yourself. And I'm not too into the Luna lore. I'm not sure yeah. actually. But um yeah, I want to say Stan Luna. I don't stand Luna, but like, this is not the right moment. This is not the right moment to stand Luna. Sorry. I'm but so sorry, Luna. To, um, but still support them yeah. as much as we can because they need that. Yeah, they do. But we're getting off. Topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back but, to the yeah. topic. But um, yeah, I don't know. That is one thing about like the target group for uh, K-pop. And I'm very curious to see how it will grow because I yeah. only see it become more accessible. Yeah, I mean now it's. I think it's just gonna stay like this or I don't know how much more can it grow because it's really all around the world right now. Yeah, well, it, you would be surprised. I think because how K-pop groups are now going to concerts so much and like learning different languages and stuff, I think it's only literally, I think it's gonna be more global. Yeah. And it's going to be less niche. So if we yeah. want to enjoy it still for being our little weird hobby, I think it's not going to... No, I, think it, I mean, at yeah. this point already, like, I see so many people, you know, like how you can recognize a K-pop stand with their little PC holder yes. attached to their bag. And yes. I just see so many people already. And it's yeah. also this is really fun because it's just really like spotting each other and like, oh, okay, I see. Yes. <laughs> I see you. Because it's special. We're, especially us, I think, because yeah. we were you know, 2016, 2017, yeah. right before it got really big. Yeah, that's true. So I feel like we're sometimes still stuck in that era. Oh, yes, definitely. When we see anyone else who's into K-pop, it's like, oh my God, that's so special. There's no way, yeah. yeah. But I'm yeah. still, th- I think I'm still like in this bubble of like, technically I know it's m- much more accessible, global, like a lot of people are into K-pop and like, it's, it's totally, you cannot even compare how was it like six years ago but for some reason, yeah, I'm still like, oh my god, yeah. are you into cable? No way. It's so weird, right? But I've also had it happen that I would be so surprised that I could not hold it in. I'd be like, oh my god, like, I recognize that that is like something BTS, you know? And that person just be like, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, that is so normal. You know, normal. be like, yeah. what, what about it? Like, okay. And I'd be like, oh. Oh yeah, that's not never nothing mind. special I at guess. this point. I guess. I'm stuck in 2017. <laughs> yeah. Oh, way to feel old, Jesus! <laughs> I literally complimented a girl when I was on my way back to home, back home from yeah. my internship, and she had like these B two twenty one, B T twenty one, yeah, yeah. Uh, things. And I'd be like, "Oh my god, nice bag!" You know, I'd be like, "Thanks," and just walk away. 
I was like, Jesus Christ. That's hurtful. That is hurtful. That is so painful. I'm never doing that again. Fuck y'all. <laughs> if you are that girl. Beep. <laughs> Sorry. Not allowed to swear. <laughs> Anyways, um, how about we kind of move on? Yes. Um, it's been enough. Yeah. So like with the target group changing and the target group changing in terms of like, we talked about how it used to be a lot for the Korean um, audience audience, and like most of them would be both men and women because of course the people of Korea has both men and women. <laughs> wow. Who would have thunk? But Amazing. now, <laughs> wow. But now that it has grown in the West, that it has especially attracted a women audience, but also how companies then know that, okay, it's not just only the difference between, oh, more women audience, but also that they now have a group of Korean fans and a group of international fans. So... And it's always separated. And always. It's always, I feel like, quite differences between... Yeah, the global... Oh my god, now it's like in voice planets. Yeah, <laughs> K-group and G-group. G-group Jesus. <laughs> well, we do have the name, like iFans for oh, international yeah. fans and K-fans. So we actually the already do that. The dots are getting connected they right are. now. Oh my god. Are. We are connecting the dots. We are connecting the dots, yeah, but... But, um, yeah, it is a very big difference. And I think that the, these targets, these two different groups, also have two things that are... They have their own reasoning mm-hmm. to be attracted to that specific... Let's talk about a specific K-pop group. Not just okay. necessarily the in, uh, industry. Yeah. But also, like, the expectations of the K-pop group. Mm-hmm. And these are just stereotypes off the bat. Of course, international fans are a lot less into the Korean culture. Because we... There's so We're many We're outsiders. We're outsiders, literally. But, like, even international fans from, like, the West. But also international friends, uh, fans from... Australia compared to South America, for example, are also different. Mm-hmm. So it's a very diverse group, mm-hmm. but also more free group in the sense of that they don't hold on to Korean traditions because, of course, we're outsiders. Mm-hmm. So certain things of uh, are like uh, festivals or like um, holidays, like White Day or like Chuseok or um, Lunar New Year. We don't have that. So let when. K-pop idols who are Koreans, obviously the the K-pop Most idols who are Korean, yeah, mm-hmm. the, we're talking about the Koreans uh, specifically. Okay. They grew up with these uh, traditions, so they want to celebrate them. And the ones who can relate are, of course, the K fans. Mm-hmm. So um, you could almost um, uh, uh, say that this is a very broad assumption, like you know, um, but them celebrating these holidays are mostly relatable to the K fans. You know, of course, they put their stuff or like posts if they have a specific post to be like, Happy Lunar New Year. Of course, also Lunar New Year is celebrated by a lot of different countries. But just for the sake of this mm-hmm. example, a lot of iFans cannot maybe relate and they'll be like, OK, sure, you know, have a happy holiday. But yeah. like, OK, um, which there's no nothing wrong with that. It's just it is a byproduct or a thing that happens now because there's so many iFans, like international fans that you know, have different traditions and I guess also that comes with different expectations. For example, like smoking, drinking, dating, drug yeah. use. Mm. It's so much different in the West compared to in Korea where it's a lot more strict on like what they are allowed to do, how they're allowed to be seen by the public, to the Korean public, and how that could like bring out to the international fans. I think the 
the funniest example of this is that not only international fans, but also the fans of specific K-pop groups. Like, we're getting even more specific, you know? But, like, armies and, and citizens cannot be compared. It's so funny. It is so it's, funny. It's I love it so much because I am only, I don't stand NCT, so I don't know. I do. <laughs> you do. I, so we literally yeah. have uh, uh, an army and, uh, and citizens. Yes, uh, right that here. we can compare that with. That we can compare in, in the fandoms. Exactly. There were these pictures... I don't know how they were spread or whatever, but there were these pictures of like Taehyung and, and Jungkook with like a vape in their hands or whatever. And like a lot of people, like a lot of armies were trying to be like, no, that's not a vape. Or, you know, like, oh no, like... Try to really cover it. Like, cover no, the, there's no, no way they are smoking. Yeah. Like. And what I've also noticed that a lot of K-fans actually were like very disappointed in them and yeah. being like, this is this cannot be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of I-fans were like, okay, well, is there life? Whatever. But it was a discussion, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas in Citizens, there were pictures of Jong-woo. I, I, rem- I specifically remember Jong-woo, but I think uh, like a lot of NCT <laughs> members work hard with like um, cigarettes or like vapor stuff and everyone would just make memes out of it everyone just be like yeah mostly just memes and like making fun of them but isn't like yeah they're grown men like let them do whatever they want they are taking care of their health as they want to they do whatever they want they are responsible for their own lives and that's the very big difference between (laughs) armies and citizens because i literally saw didn't see any and citizen really making a fuss out of it everyone would just like either toss it around or like toss it behind or like whatever or make memes out of it and make fun of it yeah but like but not make fun of it as in yeah make jokes but like not in a hurtful way that oh my god not making fun of them but yeah but of the situation more kind of yeah yeah. Like, oh, I would also be stressed and like smoking if I were, you know, like, and then jokes like these, you know? Yeah. If I were in SM, I would do the same, you know, those type of jokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I think that now it's more the discussion of like the very big stereotype of like I fans and K fans being like K fans being very uptight, especially of the no dating ban, not letting idols date because it might ruin the fantasy of. That's what I wanted to say. It's like yeah. kind of, I feel like I also don't want to like stereotype or anything generalize. but generalized but that's what I got the feeling of that um, because of course those band groups are based in Korea they're much more accessible for Korean fans of course going to music banks like all the music shows to concerts all Seeing the other out events in literally just passing like the street and they're it's like they're on how do you say that like on the reach how yeah they're called? easily reachable yeah um, so that's why I think also why the Korean fans are more strict on the dating because we ca- we cannot lie about the fact that now the groups are very much also branded into oh we need to be as close to our fans as we can you know also with the rise of the whole like bum- bubble messages apps and stuff like so that that you really have like a private texting app with the idols that you you can buy and you can text with like a different K-pop idols. Um, so it's like, then the, the line between I'm a fan, you're an idol, and we can never really connect or like meet each other. It's like very blurry because you literally text with this person. <laughs> like it's, and it's yeah. like, 
I don't know how it works because I never had it, but I feel like it's sometimes they respond, sometimes they don't. They have like different people so they can respond only to a few of them, stuff like that. So now that it's kind of like branded like this in Korea, it's even more because they're so easily accessible and reachable than that. That's why I feel like the dating ban is like so important there because what? Oh, my God, my favorite idol is dating someone and it's not me yeah and i and for me it sounds really ridiculous but it really is in a lot of cases a mindset like that yeah it is and jealousy is a big thing and um there's also this culture of like oh yeah if you're dating someone that means that you cannot put your full effort in your career because you're gonna have to spend time with your partner you yeah, know like it's a distraction yeah like love is a distraction basically and then that would automatically mean that you put this random person who people don't know who the fandom doesn't know you put them on number one and then automatically the fandom comes second and that is really bad especially if you're a new group you need to put your everything your soul your heart and soul your whole life you need to put in this dream in order to like earn your respect kind of from the k fans whereas okay there are some crazy international fans also yeah, of course of course As always it's not the i don't think it's a matter of culture or nationality where wherever you go there will be someone crazy like yeah. you know but it's just kind of we're not saying that korean fans are crazy but it's just that because of those reasons that we said before it is more yeah generalized like, norm, like yeah normalized yeah to have yeah kind of mindset like that it just so happens to be that way and um that's why a lot of groups have like a like a dating ban in the first five years or I three think. years or whatever yeah like first years as mariam said it's like because you need to really focus on your career um and like getting this respect and like getting bigger as a mm -hmm. group first and that's why in the first years usually you wouldn't be able to date and then i think now most of the contracts are that like after those years you can yeah date obviously still in secret, in secret yeah but yeah yeah exactly and um that is a whole part of like the differentiation of like k fans and international fans and how um you know how they then cater towards it like 10 years ago it was kind of unheard of for a lot of groups to come anywhere outside of korea to like perform like japan i'm pretty sure they did that always like Jap the japanese market has always been a big market that k-pop tried to um and sometimes succeeded to really make it big um but other than that there was not really any other country that they would perform whereas now almost every k-pop group has a world tour whatever they understand on the world, world tour, tour usually mean usually um the states and then uh, yeah japan of course or like a few asian countries europe would usually come um, for like smaller groups, actually, I noticed more like um, niche groups come, but I feel like maybe that's also how they want to gain the audience. Yeah. I feel like that's also a thing that uh, sometimes if the group is not as successful in Korea in the beginning, they decide to then get more attention from the West. And that's why they put effort and uh, invest money in touring outside of Korea to then gain audience outside in the west because i feel like there's also a thing like uh, there's a lot of groups that are not um very popular in korea but they are very popular in the west and in the and other way around as well i agree and 
bringing the most obvious example of 80s in their first couple of months literally in the first half of their half, of their year. half year they yeah. would already come to america and europe which europe especially is quite pretty big thing like of course world tour automatically means america it does not always mean Europe. Exactly. So for them to come to even countries like Poland. Yeah, and also that's why I wanted because now usually the Europe tour is also just for main cities like Berlin, London, Paris, then Amsterdam if it's if we're lucky. If we're lucky. But yeah. um, but and that was like the maximum, like three four cities. But with the first eighties tour, they would go to Russia. They would go to Poland. Um, I think Spain, France, UK. Um, the Netherlands. I don't and know. I if think Belgium. They've been to Sweden. They oh. didn't go to Belgium, but they did oh, go okay. to Sweden. I think. Okay. Yeah, but then yeah. So that's kind of like also they they're just gaining a lot of fans that way. Yeah. Of like oh, you know, it's a new group, and a lot of people are just curious. So like okay, let's go. Yeah. And that's how they get more into the group because yeah. they're having fun at the concert and they're getting to know them better because of one hundred percent. Like eighties, the first tour with the VAP, you could take a picture with them. Like you would literally meet them. Yeah. So that was a very. I feel like it it had very big impact mm-hmm. on like people perceiving them and getting closer to them. Yeah. And that was very smart. But what that has led to is also that 80s is bigger outside of Korea than inside Korea. And I wanted to ask you this, actually, because I really wanted to compare 80s, who is, like I said, more popular internationally than in Korea, to the boys, who are more popular in In Korea Korea. than outside of Korea. And I feel like they're quite comparable in terms of like their fandom, mm-hmm. how long they've been active and, you know, just their popularity level. Like they're not TXT level yeah. in 4th Gen, but they're also pretty known names, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I wanted to ask you, do you notice a difference between like, well, their music, of course, is different because mm-hmm. they're a different group, different company, everything. But do you notice a difference in like the boys marketing or like 80s marketing and just their plans or just their comebacks in general is there some type of uh difference you see that you could argue is because of the difference in where they are popular outside or Mm -hmm. inside korea well the first difference of course is just the touring as as we said because uh, 80s have like many more shows in different cities in different countries in europe whereas the boys only came to four stops this tour and I believe the first tour that they did in 2019 was also just like four cities. Uh, also smaller scale, obviously, because uh, 80s did uh, arenas and they were sold out and they would do even two days in some yeah. uh, cities. So that's the most, of course, that's what's very notice- noticeable when you look at it. But outside of that, I'm not sure. Maybe like I also see... in the contents, like, is it easy to have like accessible The Boys content? Yeah, I mean, has... I think now it's um, it's just like, you know, everything is uploaded on YouTube, basically, and like all the videos, and they will always have English subtitles. Okay. But I feel like that's also why, because, uh, well, the boys have three uh, foreign mm, members, right. Canadian and American. So maybe that's also, you know, they're like, as in Kevin, Jacob and Eric also really wants the content to be accessible um, internationally. Because I remember when 80s, were still very new from being from a small company and eight and the boys is also from a small company yeah, right? yeah, yeah so in terms of that it's really comparable but i remember when 80s were still new that it was a very big thing that they already had english subtitles but mm. also other languages subtitles 
Like that would always be, and people in the comments would be like, wow, as an 18E, I'm so blessed and so like, it made me so um, uh, grateful to have this because now when I go to other K-pop groups content and I see there's no English subtitles, oh, for other people okay. that would be normal. For me, I, I'm just so used to used always to having it. that as an 18E. Well, so. I think the difference is that I actually wasn't standing the boys from the beginning, mm. so I don't really know how it looked in the beginning. Right. Because I got into into them um, like two two years after mm. their debut, and with 80s, well, I was I saw them in the in their debut. I was like interested in them, so I cannot really compare it in that sense because I feel like right now it's very comparable mm -hmm. with the content with accessibility. But in the beginning, indeed, I can imagine that it, maybe it was more difficult with the content, with the subtitles and watching some stuff. And right. Yeah. But that is also speculation because you're yeah because there, I, so will, not sure. I wasn't there yeah, yeah so, so I cannot tell. But that is just a very comparable two very comparable groups but just one is more popular outside and then yeah. inside yeah. which also leads to like music sh music show wins because the boys have so many music yeah. show wins oh, I've, that's saw, a, I've seen it the, oh that's a difference for sure yeah because the boys um, not right now are the in the, in the first place of fourth gen have like they have they have the most wins in music shows and yeah that just shows the scale of how popular they are in korea because um, to have um, well nowadays I think you can also vote for some music shows even if you are not Korean mm -hmm. uh, I think you have uh, some apps that you can actually vote but obviously it's still more like Korea based and more accessible for a Korean audience to decide um, and vote so yeah that's the that's a big yeah thing you can notice that they have the most wins yeah. of the fourth gen 100 percent because 80s Except Gorilla, where they got six wins, which was a Crazy. huge thing. Yeah, that was a huge thing. But up to that, they never exceeded the two wins. Yeah. And they did not get a win for every comeback. Like, I don't think Deja Vu had a win. For no, example, yeah, Wonderland yeah, yeah. did not have a win. Answer did not have a win. Yeah, and Wave was the first song. Wave, so first I, song. Before, of, of course, they had Pirate King and Say My Name. Yeah. So, yeah, just the third, the second comeback, they yeah. got the first win. And those were two wins, and then I think Inception had two wins. But other than that, I cannot, off the top of my hands, think of any well, other moments. Actually, the boys, I think their first one was with Bloom Bloom, which was also like a few comebacks. Okay. So it wasn't also from the very beginning, but I mean, still, because they are more popular in Korea, you can, yeah, you can see the difference in yeah. the yeah. amount of awards. Yeah. So those are just the things that we can notice from like their success i guess from like the amount of um visitors to their concerts to the amount of wins that they got but also and i'm not no i don't know too much about this but maybe also how their companies cater with like the marketing and like the content that they have but we're not like we mentioned we're not 100 percent sure about that but those are just also just small differences in the target group not just like women or men but also yeah. you know the uh, international or koreans a mix or like you know how how does that work um but i think that also uh the k-pop idols themselves you mentioned it already before with eric and kevin and jacob jacob they <laughs> with having uh foreign idols in your mm -hmm. group attracts 
the target group of that country. For example, the biggest example I think is Twice, mm-hmm. with their three Japanese members, and Twice is really loved in uh, in Japan. Like, um, I saw this video recently that um, Twice was the second most uh, streamed artist in Japan. Oh, K-pop wow. artist in okay. Japan. Okay, and who was the first one? Well, BTS. Oh yeah, okay. So he came right after stupid BTS. Stupid question. Yeah, no, it's not a stupid <laughs> question, but like. Yeah, yeah. BTS is just loved everywhere, so mm-hmm. that makes sense. But then for Twice to be there, of course, Twice is a huge group, so it's yeah. not surprising that. But like, you could also say Blackpink, for example. Just saying. It's so popular, yeah, of course. So for Twice to be so popular in Japan, it of course comes from their three idols, three members mm-hmm. of Twice being Japanese and like representing Japan and like speaking Japanese and yeah. like uh, you know, of course they also want to perform in Japan, so. Um, I think that that also shifts because if Twice then has a very big Japanese fandom, then maybe you know their cutesy stuff kind of also attracts like the the Japanese um, audience. Ad- audience or, yeah. yeah, because J-pop, for example, from what I know right now, is kind of also in line with like not very Western, but very like bubbly and cute, and you know just the Asian style of um, yeah girl group. It's not the same girl group as like um, what are they called? Like Destiny Child, for, for example. You know, like it's <laughs> yeah. that type of girl group. So that is really interesting. But also, uh, Blackpink is very big in Thailand because of Lisa. And oh yeah. Every time sense. they have a concert in Thailand, it is like in favor of Lisa. Of course, mm-hmm. which makes sense. All the members know, but like I'm assuming it works that way for Twice then as well. Yeah. And I'm. I think there may be Got Seven with Jackson Wang. In China, yeah, uh, and the Chinese market is huge, so that is quite smart to have. Well, smart in sense of like making profit, you know, mm-hmm. to have then a Chinese member to represent China, even though we know Chinese members get mistreated yeah. a lot, and um, yeah, the conflict between those groups are yeah, it's just very concerning. I saw, I was of course staying on topic with like boys planet i saw a lot of comments on like the camden situation Mm -hmm. i went there and i saw a lot of korean comments and you can now translate those comments on youtube so i translated this pretty long korean comment and it said why are we having these chinese idols if they just get big in korea Mm -hmm. debut and then they just go go back back to to china China. and then become an influencer there oh so it was this korean netizen then that was complaining about Chinese idols using K-pop as like a free card to fame and popularity oh. for their own gain of like being a singer in China, being uh-huh. an uh, influencer, model, model or actor yeah. or whatever for the Chinese audience. So that was really interesting to see how then K-Nets, is that what they view Korean yeah. idols at? Because I think Jackson Wong is pretty loved by Korean Agasse, like mm-hmm. I got sevens, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure because I I, I no never stand idea, got seven, actually. but um, I know got uh, got sevens. Jackson Wang is very popular outside of Korea, of course, yeah, as a yeah, meme yeah, yeah. king and his concerts and whatever. But uh, okay, then maybe not just um, him, but also Ten. Yeah, is but he? like I feel like Bam Bam maybe. Is yeah, more of course, even. Bam Bam also. Yeah, actually, with Ten, I don't know. With any NCD members, like, that are foreign, like, I'm not sure. I know, like, of course, we V as in a completely separate unit of just Chinese, well, in, Thai, in 
ten. ten. <laughs> uh, he's like uh, Thai Chinese. Um, that they're like, of course, then targeting into China, and they're hello. They have a lot of activities, but mm-hmm. like also win-win. He got kind of separated from the group for a very long time because he started doing a lot of activities, solo activities in mm-hmm. China, mm-hmm. and he just wouldn't be present w- with a group for yeah. a very long time. Um, so I think he's very popular now in China as well. Yeah. But yeah, Bam Bam from Got Seven in Thailand. Um, but I feel like it's it's only happening with the Asian countries because yeah. I actually don't don't feel like, for example, American or Canadian or Australian or Australian. Yeah, actually, I don't know with Felix, Felix and Bunchen, Felix, Rose. Yeah, yeah. What they're about not them? they're not like like very big thing in Australia then. I'm not sure. But they are like very open about their Australianness. Yeah. Also, like DPRE. Of course. They're very open about their Australianness and like and Jake from Hypen. Yeah, they're very like proud of it and they mention it a lot. I mean, it's hard to miss with their accent. <laughs> so we love that accent. I'm not sure actually about the uh, Australian market because a lot of K-pop idols don't go to Australia for some. Yeah, reason. that's true. So maybe that is the reason. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like we know this because yeah, Thailand or China, Japan is like those countries that yeah, if there is an idol from this country, then it's like very like they associate the group of this member and then obviously when they go there, it's like a big thing. Yeah. But with I I mean, usually it's like Canadian, Korean, American, Korean, Australian, Korean, exactly. so it's like not fully western i would say like yeah. from this country yeah so maybe that's a difference but yeah i've seen I don't that see difference. It in that way yeah i've seen that difference also in boys planet because yeah yeah jay for example he speaks korean and but he's not korean he's half yeah okay maybe wrong with example <laughs> yeah but like i don't know they don't really see them as like these i don't know i'm 100 convinced that for example also camden yeah they don't they also see him as Korean mm-hmm. because he technically he is Korean. Matthew as well, I think. Yeah. Right? yeah, they see him as Korean. He has a Korean name, well, except Matthew, but like well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Korean last name. I think it is a pretty d- big difference because I was also thinking about that in the bus today. Keita, um, he is this Japanese member of um, of this group called Cipher, and he has been a YG trainee for nine years well not a yg trainee but he has been a trainee for nine years and well an idol trainee uh he debuted a couple of years ago but he also trained under yg and he speaks korean fluently now yeah he has lived in korea for almost a decade so it makes sense but then when he came to boys planet he was kind of well reduced kind of like a negative term but it did almost feel like oh you are the japanese member you know And it does not take away his Japanese-ness. But I can also imagine that if you have lived in a country for a decade, you speak the language, you've lived there, you know, it must be funny to then just be seen as the Japanese representing Japan because that's how it works in, in Boys Planet, Boys right? Planet, yeah. Because then you represent as... He came from Osaka, I think? I'm not sure I now. Know, uh, that he was representing this city from Japan, you know? Mm. Oh, there's the Japanese division, there's the Chinese division, and then, you know, the... Korean, Canadian, American, American Cana- Korean. Uh, Korean. Um, so that must be kind of funny that, you know, this person who speaks the language fluently now is... His Japanese-ness comes out a lot. And that is no issue or whatever, but that is just a difference in, I think, um, Canadian, Korean, American, Korean, and, like, Japanese, just full-on Japanese, but also, like, 
having lived in Japan in Korea so long because he has lived in Korea and uh, for longer than for example Sock Matthew. Yeah, yeah. So and speaks it maybe arguably better than better, Sock Matthew. Yeah. yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just very funny how these cultures and like this difference you know, it's like identity and nationality because mm-hmm. you live you also like live in Netherlands for three years now and like you're not saying you are Dutch but you have you live in the Dutch society and that also adds to your identity in yeah. one way or yeah, another. Yeah, of course. Like you purchase Dutch products, you see Dutch tradition, so you're are you're not a full on outsider, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, and I think that you kind of see that reflected in, in foreign K pop idols a lot. Yeah. And I cannot imagine what it must be like being so young, being a trainee, moving to a different country to live there, learn a new language and just having to yeah, you're really, like, thrown to a deep yeah. water. I think back then, especially, now it's more... Yeah. Because I remember Lisa apparently said that she was the only Thai trainee. So that must be completely different. Whereas now, I feel like it's more normal to have a Thai division of trainees. Or, like, okay, maybe not specifically yeah, Thai. Thai is still, a little, still niche. Still niche, but, like, I think uh, having a Chinese division and, like, Japan, because... I know a girl who her sister was. Remember I've told you? Her sister was a part of... Was a uh, big hit trainee of the Japanese division of big hit. So, like, all the other trainees were Japanese as well. Yeah. So, in that sense... And it was located in Japan. In that sense, it is becoming more global in, like, scouting trainees. um, And it's more global friendly compared to 10 years ago. Yeah, definitely. Also with... I don't know how it looks, but with SM, of course, uh, it's a big issue and thing how Chinese members were mistreated. EXO is the best example, of course, mm-hmm. how um, three of the Chinese members left within the first three years of their career because they were mistreated by the company. Um, and well, nowadays with NCT, I, I mean, like they have a whole group of uh, Chinese members and like they're promoting in China and they have... Yeah, it's like uh, targets into to China and no one is leaving. So I hope just everything is fine. But obviously it's a behind the closed doors. You don't know what's happening. Um, but it is a difference. But I think it is a difference, especially because it's just it's been some years that it happened. And maybe they just learned from their mm. mistakes, hopefully. Hopefully too. But yeah, you can see that it's... It's the conflict also with how Mnet, for example, portrays Chinese um, members, Chinese trainees, more as like that they do something wrong. Like I, we talked about the evil editing in the pre- in the previous ev- um, podcast episodes already, but it's still there. Like yeah. maybe it's it's in a different form or like maybe not that bad or like whatever, but it's still there. There is definitely a difference and. Um, the fact that uh, not a lot of Chinese or Japanese members make it in the final lineup of yeah. like the produce shows, if it's nine or twelve members, whatever, um, it's always like about three members Max. being yeah global. Yeah, and if you think about it, that is thirty percent of the group. Yeah, and of course, I have to say it is a bit silly to have more. J group members than Korean members. I do agree that imagine having the top nine being only G group members. That <laughs> would also be very silly. And I understand, but it's always like, okay, max 
one member from China, max one two Japan. from Japan, or one from Japan, and that's it, you know? And then maybe, like, more, like, Western Korean. Yeah, or like those Western would be Asian. allowed, kind yeah, of. Yeah, one, yeah. one so, or two. Yeah, literally. So, yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing, like, also, I feel like it's a discussion, right? Okay, it's K-pop. It's supposed to be Korean, and, like... I don't know, for me, it's like obvious that some people just also want to be a part of this industry and just want to try. And if they learn the cult, like if they absorb the culture, they're living there for some time, they speak the language and they have the skills, like, you What's know? What's holding them back? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, go for it. Yeah. Um, but of course, also, you would, as you said, it would be a little funny if there would be more Korea. But like, for example, um, XG. They yeah. are Japanese. Yeah. All of them are Japanese. Yeah. They sing their songs in English. All of, all of the songs I think are fully in English. Yeah. But they are under a Korean company. They're promoting Korea. They speak Korean. They speak Korean. So that's a very, it's a very interesting, interesting situation. Yeah. Because I am... I love their concept. I love their music. But I'm not that much... Like, as in, like, I didn't watch anything with them. So I'm not sure how it, exactly it works. Like... But I, I imagine they just promote themselves within the K-pop industry and the target group is, like, basically the same. Yeah, it's very But is funny. it K-pop? Like, you know, because yeah. it's not, not even... The music is not in Korean. They are not Korean. It's really funny. Right I before we started the podcast, I saw a tweet, a very big tweet, like, a, yeah? had a lot of likes, that said, actually, is not K-pop. Okay. Like, a, mm-hmm. like someone called them K-pop. And was like, actually, are not K-pop. Okay. So apparently that, and I saw uh, and like behind the scenes shooting mm-hmm. of uh, by Xi, and it's super funny because they literally talk in three languages. Oh my god! One member starts speaking yeah. Japanese. One is English, like Korean. Korean. They're all over the pl- not over all over the place in a negative way. But it's so funny to see, like, they're just speaking in whatever comes closest to them. Of yeah. course, most of them speak Japanese to, because they speak Japanese together. Um, but, like, towards the camera, to be, like, very official, they're speaking in Korean. Yeah. And then, like, some English words thrown yeah. in there. It's really funny. And I'm very curious because I think this is the first group that is kind of like this. Yeah. That has I a very, so. yeah, a very K-pop concept of, like, a girl group. It's not a band. It's not, you know... Nothing like that. It's a group with choreography, promote on uh, music bank and stuff like that. But they are Japanese and they sing in English. Yeah. And I think more like more things like this are gonna happen, and that they're right now kind of the trendsetters or like the mm-hmm. first example of that. Yeah, that you can do something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually kind of sad because I'm, I'm not sure but i've heard like from comments saying like don't be discouraged by the korean audience girls go you go oh. you'll be good like so i'm not sure if things like that happened that they have been discriminated against or like they get less promotions or they have less fans i wouldn't be surprised because a whole group of japanese girls why would the korean netizens do that if support that if they can support a korean group you mm-hmm. know even though i do not agree with that yeah way of thinking at all but i would not be surprised if like behind the scenes of like music bank they're like not treated the same as other idols we've talked about this before with dpre mm-hmm. and mentioning yeah. that they had to literally beg for screen time yeah. in like uh the hallways of like music bank like back um backstage and that for smaller groups it was already difficult to be promoted like i can imagine for a girl group like actually to be 
have similar experiences. So, but they are blowing up. They are yeah. popular outside Good of Korea. For them. Yes, I am supporting. Like their music is amazing. Yeah, I it love is. it. It is. If they have the talent, then mm. it would be such a waste. Yeah. 100%. And so far, they have not shown nothing but like being very nice and sweet people. Of course, we don't know them real life. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the perception. Yeah. It's all good. The, yeah. the, the reputation so far is good. So yeah. I'm curious to see how they will grow in the Korean market and if more yeah. things like this will happen. Yeah, me too. It will be very interesting to see. Yeah. Well, apart from foreign idols, there's also the never-ending thing of, like, minor idols being debuted. Yeah, it's a tough discussion because it's been there, it's it's always been there. Boa. 13 years old. 13 years old. Shiny Taemin. 14 14. years old. BTS Jungkook. 15 years old. Jisung NCT, also 14. So it's been there, it's been throughout, literally we mentioned all the, well, okay, Jisung is still third gen, third, third and a half generation. Well, fourth gen, we can and already now ma- name fourth, some. Yeah, now fourth, but now fourth is, well, how, well, how old is the old, the youngest one from New Jeans? 15. 14. 14? She's still 14, she has to oh, turn yeah. 15. So when their debut, she was 14 or She's 13. Turned, no, she was 14. Okay, She's okay, about she to 14. turn 15 this year. Yeah, okay. So it's not nothing new, but I think it is getting more attention than it used to. Well, I remember when uh, I got, well, I was literally getting into K-pop when NCT were debuting and I was in there where, they, uh, where NCT Dream debuted and I was like, oh my God, Jisung, okay, he is a year younger than me, than us. But, and I was like, what is going on? Like, he, they're literally my age, all of them, but Jisung, of course, is the magnet and he was the youngest and he was younger than me. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, this guy, he's a year younger, but he's so talented and he's doing such an amazing thing. Like, he can already debut and perform. And, you know, it was, like, very mind-blowing to me that it's it's a person even younger than me and he's doing all that stuff. And nowadays, it's the same thing. But, I mean, I think our perception is different in the sense that we are, we are older now than those people. So, it seems weird that, look, oh, my God, okay, this person is so young and debuts. Because I think I caught myself a little bit in a lot of those discussions. And I'm like, okay, am I not being a... Hypocrite? Hypocrite. Yeah. Because I'm like... I used to say that's amazing and now in the same situation I'm like oh my god we shouldn't allow that you yeah, know yeah. but I mean it does like the perception of those idols debuting at such a young age changes because of first of all of course you're getting older but also because you understand more I think of the industry and like you you, you get more points of view about it and you just know more obviously yeah about the industry, so that's why it just changes. And you can compare your your own sixteen year old self or your own fifteen year old self or fourteen year old self, and like trying to place yourself being in such a global big industry like the cave of industry, and how that you would not have liked that. Maybe in the moment you'd be like, oh my god, I'm a pop star, but then afterwards it will fuck with you mentally. But it will mess you up. I also think connecting to what we were talking about before because now it's so global i feel like those idols are like even more put into danger kind of yeah. of like 
being in the public eye and like it's not only now a target group of Korean audience it's literally the whole world I agree so I think that's why it also messes with us more yeah in that sense because, because yeah when Boa debuted we had no idea who Boa was because we were not into that and it was not accessible to us because Boa debuted in like beginning of 2000 so like so like we were kind babies. Of we were babies. It's kind of a context, but like back then. But even if was, it wasn't just for us, like yeah. in general, of course, the audience was not the Western no. public. Exactly. So, so it was for the Korean. And I know that Boa also had like an audience in Japan, Japan but then yeah. it would be Korea and Japan. I'm not saying that that's not a lot of people, that is. Mm -hmm. But it's nowhere near as popular as it right is right now. now. Of course. So you could say, okay. Boa at 13 and then Hien from New Jeans, I think it's Hien, who's, who's 14. Yeah, why is one allowed and the other one isn't? Well, it's because the target group is so much different and so much bigger. You cannot compare at all. And also Chiquita from Baby Monster is 13 right now. Oh yeah, I, I know. Yeah, so that is especially young. There is like the the max so far has been 14, 14 yeah. in like fourth generation, but now 13 with like Baby Monster from YG the new girl group to debut is I don't know, to yeah, me it is so the insane. Limits. Yeah, because as a as a teenager, you don't know what's right or wrong. That's true. You are just not aware of like the possible dangers of like being mistreated or worse you know behind the scenes and you just want to chase your dream yeah, you that's know? yeah that's true but you cannot really make a lot of your own decisions then no, because your brain is not developed yet no. also but like you literally when you sign the contract you don't really have much freedom no in what you're doing you just do what the company tells you to so even if something feels wrong well you cannot do anything about it and i feel like with yeah with minors like when you cannot really even think about oh is it good for me or not you you literally have no power Literally. Because if you're if you're older and you okay you do sign those contracts, but you still have more of your like conscious decisions better and more. You know and, what like, to expect. I feel like you have more control over yeah, it, you know, you but do. not when you're 13 or 14, you know. Yeah, you don't know what you're getting into. That's the whole thing. Whereas yeah, when you're older, true. you do, and you are able to like deal with the possible consequences more easily. Whereas for children. They're literally children. How can you They're expect literally them? They're literally children. You, as you said, like child labor. Yeah. Like, do you see 13 years old, 14 years old working? I think the youngest is 15, where you can get like some yeah. extra money from yeah. like your side job. Yeah. And you have limits of hours that you can work. You obviously have like the smallest wage. Yeah. And it's just for, you know, to get some money for your extra spendings on whatever yeah. you want for your hobbies. You're or like not whatever. allowed to work till midnight and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, you have, I think, like till 10 max, 10 yeah. p.m. or something. So you have those rules and I'm like, okay, in, in the K-pop, literally the rule I remember like with music shows and stuff, it's like if you're under 20, right? I think Korean up to 20, 20, yeah. Um, you couldn't also stay longer than 10. I think that's for 10 p.m. for them. So if they would have a festival or like a music show, or like whatever that is past that time, they can, they have to go. So the manager takes them from the event and they have to actually like go home, go and, home and sleep. Yeah, and sleep literally. Well, no. yeah. Um, which is really funny and cute, but it does make sense. But it, Yeah, of course. Well, the it, same rule is here. If you're 14, I think 14, 15, your max is seven, mm -hmm. but above... 
16, 17, like right on the 18, then I think your max is also 10. 10. So yeah. it changes with yeah, your yeah, age. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's funny how we as uh, K-pop fans can see that difference also in like these music music uh, festivals and stuff, how they are then taken home. But also the difference in like the company. So we were talking about like contracts and like letting the girls do whatever they want, especially like new jeans. In this case, new jeans. Uh, apparently, Hype Labels already pays New Jeans uh, their money. They are not being underpaid. They have a lot of freedom. They have a lot of creative freedom, New Jeans. So that is an example of actually, if Miners debut, apparently they have they are being taken good care of by okay. Hype because they have creative and lyrics freedom and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you cannot say that about every company. No, of course not. Like right now, hype. I feel like okay, I cannot tell that it's the best company, like whatever. But obviously, because it's so big and it has a lot of responsibilities and it's just got rich basically also and has so many companies like under the company, like all the labels, labels together. Yeah. They can do that. They yeah. can manage that financially manage that and afford. Yeah, yeah afford. Or basically, exactly. whereas with small. Companies who are just up and coming who need to pay their artists, but they can't. Yeah, literally. Uh, even with YG, I don't think it ha- no, will happen. No, true. So true. And YG obviously is well known, but yeah. But their stocks are also plummeting. <laughs> Whoopsies. Yeah. So. But uh, there's a very good uh, example actually. I have fifty fifty. You know. Yeah, yeah. Them, they're big. They blew up so much. It's insane with Cupid, their song, and. Apparently, so the song Cupid is actually their debut song. They had another album, but that was like their pre-debut album. And in order to produce either Cupid or their pre-debut album, 50-50 are a girl group who are under a non-known company. And apparently the girls made their own choreography. They wrote their own lyrics. In order to afford the production of that album, the CEO of the company had to sell his car. And eat oh. rice for days in order to afford that. Oh my like, God. isn't that so, like, I don't know, heartwarming, but yeah, also but really like, sad. Yeah, it's like dedication. It's like you can see how... They put their all in that. Effort, like, yeah, how much effort they put. Yeah. And they really were... Believing in their... Yeah, yeah to make just, it happen. Yeah. And look how much they blew up. Oh, that makes me even happier. Yeah, right? In that sense, because it got like you get rewarded. Like, okay, you really risked a lot of money and like mm-hmm. just in general, but it really paid off. Yeah, right now at this moment. Yeah, it did. It really did. And apparently, the girls were talking about how they, you know, they created the choreography, and they really, when they were writing about Cupid, they wrote about like, okay. We're not going to talk about Cupid as in what it means, but like what it means to us personally as members to convey that message. So like it's very authentic and real, but it also shows the real side of like smaller companies having to put their all in order to succeed or create something. Mm -hmm. And I can see that, for example, with Luna, they did not pay uh, Luna, the Luna members, for literally three years straight because, well... Okay, the company was really sketchy in in and of itself, but a small company cannot afford their members. So, like, they can afford the styling and stuff, but they cannot afford to pay their members. Mm -hmm. So, like, the members can get to dress up and, like, shoot. And I've heard that even that, some of the members had to pay themselves. 
So, yeah, and then they're in debt because they have to be trainees first and then they have to make all that money by selling albums and, like, get out of their debt. But apparently New Jeans did not have to do any of that and they just Mm -hmm. straight away, you know? So I think there is also a big difference in, like, are you a minor under a big company Mm. and which company, YG or Hype? (laughs) And are you a minor, for example, I don't know, 50-50 does not have any minors, I think. But are you a minor in a small company? For example, Luna had minors when they debuted. Oh. Uh, and can they be uh, taken advantage of? Because the Luna members had these really weird contracts that they would... Yeah, we're teenagers. We'll just sign not knowing what they will get into. And now look at the mess, you know? Yeah. So I think minors are very easy to take advantage of, obviously. And then just to be thrown into this industry is just not good at all. Like, I get being a trainee as a minor, but actually debuting is a mm-hmm. whole different story. So, and we as international fans have our opinions on it, of course. But then you can also think the target group for K-pop idols, like for K-pop in general, is also getting younger. Yeah. Are they just catering to their target mm. group? That is also a discussion I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. And that is also a good point. Yeah. Do you know this, like, YouTube channel of, like, Ryan's toy reviews? It's a very big channel. Like, literally millions of subscribers. Oh, I, I know which one. Yeah. Of this little boy, like, unboxing toys and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is managed by the parents, apparently. But that is also kind of, like... Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's also been shady things going on there. I am not sure. But... Yeah, just, like, providing content for whoever can access yeah. the internet. And now everyone has an access, basically. So like, also children. Exactly. So are children not allowed to have their, like, role models or, like, their own idols? So mm. that is also a topic that, you know, yeah. we also have to think about that. And that's a good point. But going back to the idea or, like, issue, is it okay, yes or no? I mean, literally Boa and Sista and um, uh, Hyuna... I watched a video this, this weekend about this topic. They all in interviews said, please, if you are a minor and you have debuted, especially if you're a girl, be a f- stay away from men, stay away from male idols, stay away from male producers. Oh Do not talk to them. And they literally said that. They said yeah. also, like, don't diet. Eat as, lo- as much as you can because you need to grow. You need your energy. Please don't diet. Eat enough. And just be a hermit. They literally said, once you're done with your schedules, go home. Don't talk to... Mm-hmm. other people don't let yourself get it taken advantage of and for them to like talk from their own experience yeah about it. that is just you yeah, know that horrible. should be telling enough and apparently Hiana was like kind of like hee hee don't diet you know kind of you know I'm not yeah. sure if it is because she was trying to play it light or well, whatever yeah, yeah. but I don't know it should be pretty telling what is your personal opinion? What should the age limit be? Should there be an age limit? And if yes, what do you think should be the age limit for K-pop idols? Well, for me, it would make sense to wait till they're 18 and actually, like, allow them to fully... Make like, Yeah, make decisions. I mean, of course, 18 is, all, is also this age of, like, okay, technically now it's illegal to do this and this and this. Of course, everyone is still different on their, like, mental age and... But, yeah, I mean, it is a set age when you're an, an adult, yeah. officially. Yeah. Um, so, f- personally, I would prefer for them to wait yeah. until 18 and then you can... It's a job. It's a full-time yeah. job. Like, you know, but also because there's also the discussion of like, okay, you know, those minors, but they are parents. 
like parents also have to agree to do to that yeah it's not that a minor will just sign a contract and get away with it like and they get yeah that's the thing so i'm like okay the parents are also like agreeing to that yeah and it's a it's it's also depending on parents because i can see some parents just be like oh well it's a it's a money maker that is true let my child just go into this industry is a very personal that was also with iu I don't yeah. know if you know about Ayu, but Ayu debuted when she was 14, yeah. and she comes from a very poor family. Oh, yeah. So her singing actually was a, a possibility main... to bring income for mm-hmm. her family. Mm-hmm. So I am not very sure about what the age limit should be, because I'm still doubting between 16 or 18. Mm-hmm. Definitely not under 16, I yeah. think that is way too young, but... I can still see 16 being kind of realistic because mm-hmm. you're kind of a late teenager. And when mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking of like when I was 16, of course, I had not, I didn't have the world figured out yet, but way more and you learn more. And of course, it's way better than being a literal child. I think that age of like 16, 17, you're getting closer towards 18. So I'm not excusing that you're already an adult by then, but for the sole purpose of like, a 16 year old idol if they are talented and if they could relate to their target audience like there are rules that um minor um k-pop idols are not allowed to have revealing outfits they're not allowed to have like these harsh schedules and they're actually also not allowed to have harsh diets if these companies follow these rules i don't know apply yeah but those are the laws and i can see 16 17 year olds actually being able to you know get into that because you also have child stars of course we see how child stars end for a lot of things but like yeah some roles in like the public eye sometimes need to be filled with children like i guess in movies and stuff and just being entertainers and there's this little girl that like got famous in korea for her cover dances and stuff i don't know what her name is and stuff um but that doesn't mean that they have to be a full-time idol of course so that is more like the the children's size, but like 16, 17, I can still see. Yeah, okay, see. I can also see. Because like they can 16, relate. but not younger than 16, no, definitely. Because uh, the youngest member of XG is 16 years old. Mm. That's the girl who had the very cool rap, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she oh, yeah. apparently wrote that rap herself. So, like, she already shows so much talent. And that would mean that the girl group XG would not exist with if she were to not be allowed to mm-hmm. debut, for example. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I um, I don't know. In terms of that, I still see 16 being like, okay, yeah, could I be agree. the minimum. And um, I don't know if like the target group as a 16 year old or 17 year old is also for fellow 16, 17 year olds or younger, then I don't see what the problem is. Like it would be a problem if you had a 16 year old really doing a mature concept and really being, you know, like very revealing or whatever. And talking about like these very adult issues of like, this is not okay at all, you know? Because there was a girl in first generation, I forgot her name, oh my god, but she had this coming of age ceremony song. Mm-hmm. It's a song that a lot of people have covered and you will know the song mm-hmm. once you once you hear it. But she was 15 and she used to always have like this, she was under JYP. Mm-hmm. So she used to always have um, bubbly, very open, uh, fun, cute concept. And then JYP... The man himself actually was like, you should come with this song, which is a song about losing your virginity. 
No. To an older man. No. What yeah. The, what? And I'm not sure if she was 17 or something when she released this song or 18. Just turned 18. And like her outfit was really revealing, you know. And this song became so big. Like it was her almost her biggest song ever. But after that, she went on I Hate Us for 10 years because oh, wow. her parents are very religious. She was so like at the moment of shooting the music video. In the music video, you can see her like stabbing teddy bears you know and like mm. a lot of blood to like signify you know literally losing your virginity this is crazy and she did not know that it meant like she was like oh i'm just a cool girl you know oh, and she no. found out later when it went super viral and she was so ashamed of herself that she left y- uh, jyp she's left the entertainment industry for like 10 years and now she's known for like doing osds and like oh. you know ballads and stuff but yeah, her biggest hit became her biggest like downfall mm-hmm. because a lot of gr- uh, people were also like, "You used to be this good girl. What happened? What are you doing? Like Aww. making songs like these?" But like JYP was apparently so adamant about this being a good song for her to perform. Yeah, but like it's still a song that is being covered by a lot of K-pop idols even to this day because oh. it's such a like, very known, yeah song. Yeah. You know the song, but okay. it's just um, I also did not know. Until I watched a video about this, that it was this song. But yeah, I don't know. That is another example of... And this was first gen. This was yeah. early 2000s of like the problems with like minors debuting and, mm-hmm. you know. So it was um, sung by Park Ji-yoon. It's um, here. Park Ji-yoon confesses she didn't know coming of age was a racy song. Mm. So like you can see how her innocence was kind of used to... Yeah do that but i don't see that i don't see oh, that happening no. now yeah i think like we're at right now is too much too much awareness yeah and like of course everything is so harshly judged also by the audience and everything is just gonna get like everyone's just gonna get cancelled if yeah. so if someone will spot that it was actually like something is wrong you know yeah so i don't see something like this sliding right no. now but yeah this was 20 years but yeah, ago that was so. 20 years yeah minors in the industry has happened before it's, been always, it's always been there. It's gonna be there probably. Uh, I was gonna say, I'm afraid it's gonna stay. It's just gonna stay like this probably. Especially now it's been like girl groups. we having mm-hmm. like really young members. Mm-hmm. But it would make more sense to me to debut boy groups that Why? young. Because of military service. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To have as That's many true. years without that as possible. I mean, it happened with Taemin. He just recently got released. He recently got! Oh my god, he served enough. Yeah, now he's serving ser- the country properly as he should. Exactly. I am waiting. Shining comeback uh, probably in a month. Yes. And I cannot wait. We are for happy Kings about this. To come back. We oh are my god. so happy about this. But now I'm just seeing a lot of girl groups being 14, 15 years old. So I don't know. Yeah. You also see with Won Young being like so shaped by the industry because she was like 13 yeah. when she entered it. So we talked about it. Damn. Yeah. So um, I'm curious to see how it will change because if it does continue to happen and if the outrage for these minors continues to happen because I remember seeing the outrage for New Jeans debut. I wonder if the K-pop companies will actually adjust to that and if mm-hmm. they'll actually set their own limit of like 16, for example. Mm-hmm. I think it also really depends on the company. I agree. I had not expected Hype to come out with such a young girl group. But also, at the same time, New Jeans' music is literally about being a teenager, about going to school, and about, you know, all their music video. The whole concept is, like, being 
a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does make sense. Like it speaks to that audience and mm -hmm. yeah. So whereas for example Ive has a 14 year old member, their whole concept is like royals and like I did not see as big of an outrage for that with Ive than with New Jeans, but maybe because New Jeans' oldest member is 18 and I think in Ive there's maybe an older member. Yeah, the oldest member is Eugene who is 2003. Wait. Oh, she's just the leader. Because Gaul isn't actually the oldest, she's 2002. Okay, so 21. Yeah. Okay. And then Won Young being 2004, another 2004, and then uh, Liz being 2004, and Isio who's 2007. And Ive is so big right now, but Isio has actually gone through so much controversy because she was the other girl with Won Young who were sitting in that chair singing, even though they were not singing at all. They were lip syncing. Oh, yeah. So she was thrown on the fire. But she was also, when I've got this day song, she spoke in the uh, mic and she was like fake crying. And she's also the other member who's like winking a lot and, you know, being very, she's kind of one young 2.0. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. that she is like under fire so much for being cringy and being a pick me girl but oh. i'm like she's 14 15 years old yeah that's that's the whole thing as well she does not know she thinks oh i'm an idol i have to be like People this you know judging yeah, yeah so oh. it's it's a harsh world out there it is and that's I why i want to protect it. them yes. like i don't want them to get hurt in yeah. the industry so young because everything that you uh, experience in your younger years you take along with the rest of your life if you've been bullied in your childhood or in your teenage years that will change your uh, personality that will literally change you and like you will take that with you for the rest of your life now imagine being bullied by thousands of people online those comments will stick with you for the rest of your life yeah. I think and it's something permanent that you cannot really undo so um yeah, I think that there needs to be so much more protection for these young idols. But, of course, it's about making money, so... It is. Capitalism. I think we have talked enough. We have talked enough. You have enough information. In your brain. Come at us. With your opinions. Just, yes. Just... Um, we are open for conversations. Yes. For different points of view. Yes. Hit us up. Please. Please. Um, this is K-pop. At this is K-pop hub. You're so welcome. Please. For what? me being here. Oh, yes. What? Thank you so much. Thank you so <laughs> much for being here. You're welcome. For giving me idea for an episode, for leading the episode. Well, thank basically. you for giving me this opportunity to speak my mind, Amazing speak my truth. Opportunity. Yes. Okay, well, guys, that was it for the episode. We've talked about a lot of different topics. Um... So yeah, Stan's I don't know what's gonna be the next episode about. We'll Stan see. Stan Zykers apparently. Stan Zykers, please, please, guys. They need more Just fans. Just check out their debut. Like it's okay. amazing. Okay, Stan Zykers, that was it. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. bye.